It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour as part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know, though, is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans. And this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common and probably never a truer word has ever been spoken. Other than we are all New Orleanians and we're all in a bar. Today we're at Wayfair on Ferret Street. Wayfair is a bar and a restaurant where they put fine dining into a sandwich. Chef Kevin White is the chef here, and he was a uh, pasta chef in New York with Mario Vitale. Oh, wow. The real deal. And they decided to move to New Orleans, and uh, when he came here, he decided instead of you know being a fine dining chef, he'd relax everything and just make sandwiches. But he's turned sandwiches now into a sort of a fine dining art form. And it's a really awesome place. Have any of you eaten here before? This is a yeah, Let me tell you me. something who's here. Tommy Boudreaux is here. Very nice. Hi, Tommy. <laughs> this, is to John, you, this is John Colbreth, who's hey, a trumpet hey, player hey, and naughty professor, one of our favorite bands in New oh, Orleans. It is. We'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, and man. Debbie Davis is here, except not the same one. <laughs> right. We a had different De- one. We had, uh, just turn that around a wee bit there. We had Debbie Davis. Can you turn that around a wee bit for me? That's it. We had Debbie Davis on our show, Debbie Davis. but The singer? Yeah, we had Debbie Davis from the band. What song? She's in like the... Um, Fister Sisters, Sister, right. Andrew Duhon is here, of course, as well. Andrew, what other bands was she in? You know her. Um, she's in the uh, Nightingales, I think, the, the all-female uh, vocal group. Yeah, I think she, so. She plays a ukulele. Yeah. Right, and she's uh, and she, do people do confuse you for her? Because it's yeah, on Facebook I get ah. like these weird random messages. What do they like, say? This isn't the right. This is the other Debbie Davis. <laughs> do you call yourself that? Yeah, the other Debbie Davis. Yeah, and then they're like, oh hi, how are you doing? Because I'm friends <laughs> with them too. So yeah. hopefully the like other <laughs> Debbie da- uh, Davis didn't piss her, right? somebody I don't know. off. You yeah, know? I don't, exactly. <laughs> it's a pretty cool person to be confused with, I suppose. Because well, she's there's quite a few Debbie Davises in town apparently. In so. town, not yeah. Oh, so you like the, my pharmacy, I have to you know negotiate. My my prescriptions with some other mm. Debbie Davis. What do you? What do you? You know, <laughs> I went to a hairdresser and I had to do the same thing. It's like, no, I'm here for this, and you know, I'm here oh, for the Debbie Davis. I'm here <laughs> for the Debbie Davis. Guy. What sort of prescriptions are you on? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you that. You're not allowed to it's say that. Secret information, right? Uh, it's nothing to do with anything that we should be scared of. It's oh, not. You're not no, going to flip out. out. No, it's all good stuff. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> pa- any pain relievers that you have on you? Um, no. No, I've already eaten them. You had taken them before the show. That's because we like to have a couple of drinks with the pain relievers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be pro. Especially. You know, no, no, I believe if you go to Mexico, I just found this out, that you don't have to have a prescription for anything. Did you know that? No, Tom? You Tom? No. Actually, I, I sort of do. <laughs> okay. How did you know that? Uh, one of my trips to Cancun, uh, you know, when uh, I was ailing. Uh, what was wrong with the, you? The driver said, uh, Senor Tomas, he says, you can... He says you can get a prescription. We go see doctor, and I was like, trying to do the whole thing in the Mexican accent because you dropped the Mexican accent. Hey, who's calling? Um, it could be work. It, it is. I, I actually, I think you have it to is take work. this. Yeah. Uh, put it on speakerphones because this is Tommy's got one of the greatest jobs in the whole entire I, world. I Wait till you hear. Oh, I'm going to tell you in a minute. Let's hear who it is. Cleansing Services. This is Tommy. How may I help you? Hey, Tommy. Yes. Hey, what's going on, Hey, Jermon. R- real quick, you have to hold that up to the thing. So. Uh, yes. Okay. Can you guys understand what he's talking about, Jamal? 
Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and, and just real quick, Dramon, I'm, uh, I'm doing a radio interview right now with totally <laughs> spontaneous. Uh, uh, off the wall, I'm at, a, at an establishment uptown on Ferret Street. And um, they asked me to actually uh, field any and all phone calls. So I actually, <laughs> you're actually a part of a radio interview right now on WWNO Happy Hour. I don't think it's going to be on WWNO <laughs> somehow, but that would be great if yeah. it would. It's yeah. on itsneworleans.com. It's at neworleans.com. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think this is going to make it onto NPR. This show. <laughs> yeah. Soon. So if you want to say, give a shout out, you yeah, can give a shout out. Sure thing, Jamon. What's up with Jamon? Did somebody get killed or something over there? No, we're actually doing a pressure washing contract uh, <laughs> with, with uh, yeah. military housing. That yeah, military housing. Thing I've oh. ever heard. Wait till you hear this. I could tell your mom we're too busy now. I have yeah. to hang up because I thought maybe something was killed or that would be different. Uh, it, it has happened on occasion, but I we haven't had an incident. No, but we haven't had an incident like that in quite So what while. Tommy does? Tommy cleans up biohazardous waste. Hey, Yikes! He's got a company called Clean yeah. Sea, uh, and if somebody I'm gets so shot. And their body parts end up on the you right. know, in the house or on the street, right. or so someone kills themselves or shoots their brains out, and their right. brains are all over the sofa. And somebody's got to do Somebody's got to clean it up, and that's when Tommy Bruto yeah. called yeah. Tommy. And can you believe that's amazing? That is an important job. Internship? I don't know, Tommy. Okay, okay. Tell him to hang up. Put him on to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk some more about it tomorrow. Okay, brother. All right. Thanks. Okay. Same. Thing. All right. Bye. Okay, so Andrew's first question is, do you have an internship? <laughs> uh, oh, do I have an internship? Uh, absolutely. You have to be able to uh, handle a sight of blood first. Mm. Okay. Can you handle blood? That's why I'm interested in the internship. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a goremonger? No, I was no I'm just fascinated. That, that more, think, morbid know? curiosity. Like, yeah, lot, you, know? you know, a lot of people do have morbid curiosity. It's, well, you it's must have some level of morbidity yourself to do this well, for Well, you know, I have a medical background. Uh, backgrounds in surgical nursing, so it's... Mm. It it sort of goes hand in hand. Yeah. No, it uh, doesn't. No, surgical you know nursing. No, surgical nursing is about <laughs> saving lives. <laughs> what right, you're wait. doing is you're cleaning up someone's brains well, and I'm, guts I'm, after they're dead. Well, you're right, but um, so I'm there's so a major difference. I'm giving absolutely, but I'm giving back peace of mind to to the mm. no pun intended. Members. No Correct. pun intended. Oh, and, uh, and I'm bringing good one. <laughs> such a good one. <laughs> and uh, but that, but. Sincerely, that's that's what I do. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm assisting the surviving family members because truly, there's nothing we can do for the deceased. So right. Right. that that part is done. they don't want to do how, that. Correct. How often are you are you popping in, mopping up, and popping out? And then how often are you kind of like involved in the conversation of what's going on? Sometimes from, from well, actually, from a spiritual s- standpoint, sometimes too much. You know, yeah. one time is too much, but uh, yeah. from uh, the reality of it and having to you know help others. Um, quite often. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and we, we do trauma scenes in every, every situation, whether if it's an accident involving, uh, you know, a blood trauma incident, if it's a... Uh, what is a blood a, trauma incident? A, a blood trauma incident is where an accident causing, you know, blood. Whether it's, if it's a traffic accident, somebody gets hit by, by a vehicle, um, you know, homicide, suicide. Somebody, I go, go back. Somebody gets hit by a vehicle. Where's the blood end up? On someone's car? Or on, on on the car. On the on the street. People can't wash their own car. No, we've actually had to clean up uh, automobiles from from people bleeding inside the automobile. Inside. After a crash. Oh, yeah. that's like uh, mm. Pulp Fiction. Exactly. Are you that guy? Uh, I tell you what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm the wolf. Wait. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it seems like you never see blood when you pass by the accident. How? How careful are the authorities to kind of cover up the gore? 
Uh, the best I ever got was there was a blue tarp over this car. I do a lot of driving. Gotcha. There was a blue tarp over the windshield of this car, which had clearly been oh. essentially impaled by the cor- the bottom corner of an 18-wheeler. And, like, looking at the physics God. of this, there's no way that this guy had anything but the corner of a oh. of, of the back of an 18-wheeler in his head. And But they had a blue tarp over it. You know, so it seems like protocol that they cover up the gore as fast as possible. Understandably so. You got kids riding by and whatnot. Back back in the day, they actually just, it was that men- mentality of you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen kind of thing. But uh, now, you know, they try to, you know, uh, blur it out because, you know, we got 24-hour television now. Right. Yeah. You know, we, it's got to be respectful uh, of the deceased sure. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. hundred channels, to, you know, to choose from. So at any given time. And what's impressive is a lot of the shootings that you're seeing kept caught on video mm-hmm. now. You know, it's yeah. just... It's, it's amazing how many people have well, their phone out when someone's getting shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that good yeah. for business in your opinion? Yeah, it is, actually. You know, uh, we, a lot of times it gives me a heads up on what to anticipate. You know, because sometimes I can say, ooh, that, that scenario, whether if it's a, a homicide or uh, a drive-by or something like that. It gives me an idea what area of town I could be going into so I'll know what I'm dealing with. Mm. Do you uh, listen to the police scanner? No, I used to. Why did you quit that? Uh, technology. You know, just there's so much information, oh, okay. 20, you know, 24 right. hours. You so know, we, so. you know, I turn on the local news, I suppose, like most people, and it's horrifying. You know, you just get so sick of seeing these terrible stories. Yeah. But you must, it must be good for you. Uh, you must think, excellent, another three murders uh, last night? You know, it... Jokingly, I can say bucks that. Yeah, jokingly, jokingly, no, I'm uh, not kidding. Around. But, but uh, it truly, you know, the, the way that I got into clean scene was because of my nursing background. You know, right. I had a, a healing, you know, vibe about myself. So I wanted to be able to come in and help people. Uh, we've evolved. We do other things now. We do graffiti removal. And there, I saw one of the buildings coming across the Crescent City Connections just totally plastered with graffiti. And it's not even artistic. It's just an act of, you know, of vandalism. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, we do that type of work. That's kind uh, of dull. You, you know, you heard me on the, uh, on the radio. On the phone talking to, uh, uh, that to Jarman. Uh, and there's a call from Indiana that's coming in. probably a Google call saying I haven't updated my Google listing. Scary. And I get about 20 of Yeah. <laughs> really? I do about 20 <laughs> of those a day. From and Google? From every state other than Louisiana. It's funny. What's Google? What do you mean? Because you're online. You're on Google, so that your website. So yeah. you want when people want looking for someone to clean up the blood. Bladder. No, they just want me to list and try to get me to advertise. Okay. And but so people are. I, I mean, what happened before you came along? How did people clean up the dead body parts? Usually happened. It was left for the family members or a well-intentioned friend, you know, uh, and they are under the assumption that they're just going in there and cleaning up Kool-Aid or you know or or Coke spill. And actually, they they see how blood reacts to to well, any type of uh, cleaner. Because it spreads it, out. It, it, it spreads does? out. There's so if I sh- if I shoot Andrew right now and his head splatters against Why the wall. Why me? Well, you're late because you're against the <laughs> you're, wall. You're in closest proximity. You're, you're right there against the you're wall. You're in the line of fire. If I shot Debbie, I mean, it would just That's go better. on the table. I could wipe that off the table, right? <laughs> does it come right off the table? Yeah. Well, actually, well, hey, yeah. tell us what happens. Because, I mean, none of us know this. What happens when someone gets shot in the head? What, okay. What's the physics? You're, if you if you want me to walk you through a scenario like that, I guess uh, we the do. best way the, the best way to say it is is obviously the act had already taken place. So so what happens is uh, the the uh, police come out, they investigate, they rule out what the situation is, whether it's a homicide or a suicide. Obviously, with that type of injury, 
if there's a weapon nearby, they can make the you know relative assumption that the, that it was you know by a gun you know gunshot. Um, okay. And and so when by the time they finish investigating, what's going to happen is you're going to have exam gloves, you're going to have uh, crime scene tape, you're going to have uh, fingerprint dust, you're going to have everything that can exacerbate the trauma part of it or the secondary trauma associated with it. So not only do you have a, a loved one that is grieving because they just found out their loved one was murdered or took their own life, then they have to see all the other stuff that goes along with it, the intense questioning by the police officer. And then after all of the investigation is done, they just walk away. And then the family is left sitting there going, wait, who do we call? They're under the assumption our tax dollars is paying for it, and that's not the case. Oh, really? No. Do you have a jingle like Ghostbusters? Yeah, who you can call. So you think of the same thing, John. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because John could write you one right now. (laughs) He's a musician, you know. Oh, that's hey, Let's talk. I'm I'm ready for it. So you're coming in right after the cops are coming in. I didn't put that together. I'm, I'm, and sometimes I'm, I'm on standby already because, of, like I said, you know, we're talking about the, the internet and, and everything yeah. being online. It's easy to be notified. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty much stepping in when they're done. And, I mean, it can gotcha. be it can be moments they they can be pulling the pulling off with the body, and mm-hmm. I'm pulling right up, or it can be in a few hours, and it can actually be a couple of days depending on what the circumstances, which is pretty amazing because, like, right now. There's a, 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 what we call a decomp. There's a decomposed body somewhere in a home. What do right we call now. it? Decomp. A decomp. Decomp yeah, with yeah, a P. Yeah. I like that, too. That's yeah. another good name and, for and, our and, new album. <laughs> and, and so what, what happens is just that person, in <laughs> our, our, from our standpoint, it isn't work for us until it's discovered. You know, so yeah. until they discover that, yeah, that person, it's, you know, so okay, I never know P? when I'm going to get a call. What does it smell like, then? Uh, it smells like death. They, they, what does it like? It, like after Katrina type if smell? You, yeah. If you, I mean, I, the analogy I've used is if if you've ever smelled a dead armadillo, you know, on the side of the road or out in the woods. Oh man, it, Debbie, it, it's it's that times ten. Debbie, have you ever smelled a dead armadillo out in the woods? Actually, yes. <laughs> How'd that happen? I lived in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what part of Texas I were you in? I lived in Austin with? for a while in the, no, in the mid-70s. So, wow. um, we went out in, like, creeks and rivers and woods and stuff like that. So yeah. It is pretty smelly. But then any dead animal smelly, you know? Mm. Right. I can smell a mouse in a wall, like, as soon as I walk in a room, like, up fresh, like, you know, one day decomposition. And it's, it's, it's like funny when there's I'm a mouse dead somewhere and they'll make everybody look around. If, and then if, I'm, hanging in, if I'm hanging out in the French Quarter, or a, where, you know, wherever there's a lot of raised houses, you know, yeah. in, in whatever, depending on what neighborhood oh, we're yeah. in, you can smell the echo. I call wonder, it echoes. You wonder if it's a dog it. or a cat or a human. Or, <laughs> or a mouse, yeah. And you, you, and you just know that smell. You just go, yeah. Whoop. And you, you know, the antennas exactly. go up. Smell yeah. of death, wow. Yeah, okay, so you two guys are like soulmates on that one because I don't see John, Andrew, or me even registering <laughs> no, well, anything. No, but I want to know. I, I, mean, I need to talk life, about this internship you know? program. You know? <laughs> I well, you can give me your resume afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, your contact information. You can smell a dead dog in the French Quarter? Is that what he can you smell yeah. the yeah. echoes Debbie? of a dead dog. If you walk past the house. <laughs> if you walk past the house, There was a house on Dauphine and I want to say St. Philip. Okay. No, not St. Philip. General, one of the other ones. Okay. Block up. Yeah. And it was raised, and there was like you know the the metal. The the floor you can well there's the floor 
space. But they yeah, have like these yeah, metal subfloor space. The They're round, that round the ventilators yeah. for under the house. Right, that wrought iron looking and thing. And there was like rumors that there was a dead body under there. And like for the longest time, you could walk by there and obviously smell that something was dead under that house. And then I don't know how they ever got but it did, out. Did you tell happened. them if it was a cat or a dog or a person? <laughs> I thought you could do that. It was pretty bad. So I figured it was, must have been pretty big. So, you know, for a while, pretty long time. And who too. lived in there? I don't know. It was abandoned like a house on the corner in the quarter. So. Whoa. So something would have to crawl under there, but but you're saying, Tommy, that you can, and what I think you were saying, Debbie, as well, you can tell if a dead dog or cat or other armadillo had died had yeah. d- died somewhere within the vicinity and is now no longer I there. T- I tell you people can still smell it. Super yeah, sense. I tell people. Well, I tell people it's it's the kind of smell that if you smell it one time and don't smell it for 20 years, 20 years and one day goes by, you'll revert right back to the first time you smelled it. It's that so we it's so we have a smell memory, correct? All, all of us. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I hear smell like a, is aromatherapy. one of the most like rem- memorable senses. Sense. That's right. Yeah. All the senses. You yeah. just remember this, like grandma's house. You step somewhere. Oh wow! Why does this remind house. me of grandma's house? Yeah. Some sense. And what is it? Sm- what is someone like? Are they? Can, can you associate certain smells with different activities? Like. Someone's brain pleasure. Is or no, uh, no, 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 someone's got their brains I blown up or their pleasure. guts are blown out. <laughs> fresh, fresh brains doesn't fresh, smell though. I don't. I, well, it's it, it, the <laughs> right. It's an, uh, it's, it's you don't smell and go, oh, album. that's brains. But uh, you don't. It, it, but, but, was, that was my question. You know, but <laughs> uh, it, there there have been fresh death scenes that I've been on where it's not involving future death or you know a decomposed remains type right. scenario. But somebody that was um, uh, killed or completed suicide, and I'm there, you know, within an hour or two, it has a very distinct odor also. It may not be offensive, but it's distinct, and it'll have you, even if you don't know that there's remnants of a dead, you know, of a death scene, you'll go, what is that odor? Mm. And when I tell you, then everybody goes, oh, 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 man, I, oh, you know, and it's. So it's, someone who's just died doesn't smell that has bad. has more of it's an iron inter- type smell. Iron. Yeah. 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 Metallic. It's like wine know, tasting. metallic taste. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So, Debbie, yes. can we ask you a question about what you're up to during the days these days while Tommy's out cleaning up body parts? <laughs> Well, I'm not doing very much right now. I'm just trying to figure out. Uh, I'm, I'm not working at the moment, but I'm just trying to figure out some. Uh, well, we just started an internship. <laughs> changes Would in my like life. Would you like to go work? Andrew's coming I'm, on board. I'm not really good with floods, so. Mm, but you're good with dead armadillos. I got some yeah. gloves and a ton of Mr. Clean Magic erasers. Yeah. We'll get after no, this. No, it's, it's a visual thing. I'm not really, really. You don't good like with the that. sight of yeah, blood. What is that all about? Do you think? I don't know. My daughter used to fall down, and I'd be like. Here, you're on your own. Here's oh, all wow. the stuff you need. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe it off and put a Band-Aid on well, what kind it. Of, what kind of mom is that? <laughs> she knows, She's 28, so she survived. Well, she did. <laughs> I guess you're going to su- survive a scrape. A couple bumps and bruises. Are you like it couldn't that, have been that bad. Are you like that with yourself, with your own body, if you cut yourself? Um, yeah, pretty much. Huh. Yeah, I'm not real. I'm kind of squeamish with uh, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Hmm. How do you get over that, Tommy? You got any advice for people who are... Well, need to get suck it up. It's it's funny, I, I, you know. I say I'm I'm a family-owned business, but my daughter is just like you. She's 22. She just blessed you me. You guys have got a lot in common. Yeah. First I, with I my first grandchild, and he he had an actual cyst in his in his armpit area, and it, it kept growing. And we had to take him to Children's and get it removed. And she couldn't be in the room at all <laughs> while we were doing the exams and everything. So right. I, I, I can. Uh, 
Yeah, I just prefer I not to. It, I can so. I can relate. Other than that, um, I kind of I go out and listen to music all the time. I like uh, you know Soul Sister. I go see her all the time. Nice. I go okay. dancing. Right on. Oh, you like to dance? Hang out. Yeah, I love to uh, dance. Okay. And I go to Wine Jacks occasually, and uh, that's you know, a good just spot. hear some uh, kind of underground stuff. You know. So that's a pr- like so you're having that. a pretty good life then. You're not actually doing anything except going to hear music. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, who would argue and with that? I know, right? Nice. <laughs> and have you heard about this band Naughty Professor that John? Plays a trumpet in. And he, he, I'm sure knows. You know, we all probably know the same people. You know, and then being in the Debbie kind of Davis, music scene. the other Debbie Davis. Do you right. know the other Debbie I've Davis, John? The music uh, scene no, for a I while. have not met the. Uh, well, the original. I mean, I don't. You're, you said you were the other one. Uh, is the other well, one just the original? The singer. Well, the I mean, I think I'm older than her, so I'm probably. So the you're the original. original. Real Debbie uh, Davis. She's the other one. Yeah. I'm actually the queen of the, the scene, originator. as far as I'm concerned. But queen <laughs> of the Debbie Davis. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, I've always been into, uh, I got into house music a while back, like mm. back in the 80s when it was really good house, housey house music and uh, ran the Audubon Hotel for a few, a year and a half You or so. ran the Audubon Hotel? Yeah. That place that was, on, that, that, was crazy. that was like a hipster, Charles, yeah, that was, was like, like a hipster hang before there were was, hipsters living here. Yeah, that wasn't hipsters that hung there. It was. <laughs> it wasn't? <laughs> it was. Thought, uh, what sort of people was it? Um, very eclectic people lived there and hung out there. That's usually and, a. You know, Euphemism for prostitutes, drug addicts, and you got homeless. It. All kinds of people live there. It Is was, that right? It was great. It was, it was an excellent uh, year and a half in my life. When sure. you say you ran it, what does that mean? Well, I was the manager, so I booked like performance art, and I made sure that the the nights went well, and you know there was great DJs. You know, I had all the DJs lined up. And, well, that's what I mean by know, hipster. Decorations. And I all thought that it was stuff. like a hipster hang. No, the hipster word wasn't even in. in no, I know, but back the, you then. made it funky. <laughs> this was in the late but, '90s. But so. it was a hip place, though. It was a very hip place. Was it actually a hotel? Like we had martini nights, uh, martini madness on Thursday nights, and we had like guest bartenders that would come in, like socialites and people like that would come in, and right. and they would bring in like their socialite crowd, and then there'd be like transvestites and all kinds of other people hanging around as well, and. So it was like a very eclectic mix of people. It was fun. Why did they hire Great you to music. manage the whole joint? You must be a pretty responsible I, person. Uh, the, the previous owner had passed, and um, I had uh, um, gone. Well, I used to vis- go to all of his other clubs, um, House of Desire and X-Art and Snap, some other clubs that he had. Well, and we're going to have um, to go through those one at a time now. And, uh, <laughs> house of Desire. Let's start with that That one. was the first what one. What was that? Well, that was my first initiation into house music. And um, I was uh, uh, two years uh, not after having my daughter and I hadn't gone out or done anything. And I she was two. made some friends. I left her in Baton Rouge. I was she living was in left Baton her in Baton Rouge, Rouge with a Left her with a babysitter scraped, scraped and came down here for the weekend and uh, met some of my best friends that I'm still best friends with to this day. And on this one particular weekend? 89, <laughs> right. On this one particular That's weekend. That's interesting. At House of Desire. October 12th um, of really? uh, 1989 was the first time I'd heard house music and it changed my life. It totally made me happy and it gave me now, I love joy. Music. And w- w- it Teach me what is what is well, house music. House music is, you know, it, it came from disco and and uh, soul and some garage techno-y stuff from Detroit and Chicago and New York, and started being remixes of, of old disco songs and old soul songs. Yummy, like things. a gumbo. And it's you know it's a, it's not rave. Rave is really right. fast. Uh, house music is traditionally um, defined as 100 beats per minute, 120 beats per minute, which is the natural heart beat rhythm as of the perfect dancing time cool. so it's like the perfect rate to dance to it's not super fast and it's not too slow where you're like 
just standing around. Yeah. I remember learning that in CPR training about <laughs> about how fast the heart, because because they were telling you how fast to do the compressions. And and they're like, you want to do this at about 100 beats a minute, which is the speed of your favorite rock song. So this drummer would come on. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like right. compressing to the well, like, beat of the. Well, like hip hop's like in the ninety range, you know, like hip hop and that kind of stuff is is way low. It's in the in the nineties range. Right. Hundred, you know, one hundred twenty rave goes up one hundred and thirty, thirty five, forty. Uh, techno is kind of somewhere in between that. Um, it, you know, it also came from the the gay communities in New York and Detroit and Chicago. Um, were frequenting clubs in the early and mid 80s that were producing the music and that was when ecstasy was out and people were dancing and when you're on ecstasy it's like the perfect dance beat right. per so minute to dance you're to. You're drawn to that beat. Right. And it's just, it's usually very happy, upbeat lyrics, uh, beautiful, you know, uh, you know, singers. Everybody's you know, beautiful on ecstasy, Well, I yeah, true. But it's a lot of it's a lot of real music, and then it's also synthesized electronic. But it's also a lot of lyrics and and um, you know uplifting, right. good stuff. You know, it's oh, talking about happy stuff. So. so it was the first time you tried ecstasy, October the twelfth, nineteen ninety nine, as well. It was. I was what gonna a. say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll admit it. What yeah. a great night Why? that must have been. The yeah. Two year olds at home with See, the grandma. Right. Exactly. I just feel like if I could just get the people who come to my shows to just get take some ecstasy, and then see the show, mm -hmm. they'll we'll sell so <laughs> many records. Right? You know, it'll be the what didn't the Grateful but Dead used to? But it's not any good anymore, so it's, it's hard not? to find anything that's where, not, where would not you get, too scary. Where would you get good well, it's ecstasy? Well, it's not even it's not even E anymore. It's something else, and who knows what it is. So then that really? is like danger to me. Why so can't you get good stuff anymore? Because they don't make it anymore. Stranger danger. Well, who used to make it? Craft, I believe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. At they one time, it was a pharmaceutical. Yeah. They used to, right. It was, a, it was actually a legal pharmaceutical that they used for um, therapists used it oh, well, um, to treat people with marriage right. difficulties and stuff like that because people would then want to touch each other and, you know, be happy and make their marriage work. So why the hell would you make that illegal? Exactly. Talk to the government. I don't know. What's the same? We had this conversation, was it last week, about quaaludes, the same exact right. story. Yeah. Well, you that know, because the they don't want anybody to have any fun. Yeah, so. yeah but why <laughs> is that? I don't know. Why aren't there underground chemists who are less underground who are making good stuff? I know the answer well, to that. Never mind. And you know now, <laughs> and you know now, they're 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 complaining trying because, to solve problems. because right, you know, right. it's the, the opposite. The it's drug a situation is that the, you know there people are selling junk that's not what it is, and they're saying what it is, and people are dying. Unfortunately, we're in other countries, more advanced countries, as far as like Europe and some other countries in in South America and stuff. You can take your drugs and have them tested, and they'll verify that yes, it is what mm. you're saying. It, you won't. Well, you could go. How much is ecstasy to, to buy? I don't know now. Well, what, it used to be like thirty dollars. So thirty bucks for a tab, one yeah. for one, Damn. whatever it's called. So you're going to waste thirty bucks taking that to some testing guy and say, "Crush this no, up for me." No, they don't. They do They just it? take a little bit of it. And you can, in front of clubs, they, they have tables, and you go and you give them what you have. Where is and this? And they test in Amsterdam for one. Right. Used to do it. I don't know if they still do it, but I'm sure all over Europe, Germany, and all the places that you know do that stuff. So you go to places like that? No. Unfortunately, did not. you ever? <laughs> no. How did you know they did that? Note to self: book well, trip to Amsterdam. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Just you know. See you there. Word yeah. of mouth. Do you it's travel around much since you have time? Um, I do go to uh, Spain 
occasionally when I can. Spain. I go to Ibiza and hang out and with some, to Spain. Uh, to Ibiza. some Now, is that DJs pronounced Ibiza or Ibiza? Ibiza, but I say Ibiza because I'm from America. So. Mm, so you like to say that, but it's pronounced Just to Ibiza, annoy them. right? Okay. <laughs> there's, so a, there's a great rumor about the whole um, lisp, if you will, from the Costa Blanca Spanish folks that there was a king who had a lisp and all his <laughs> right. people learned to speak with a lisp. So now you have all the abises, oh, wow. Ibiza. Right. That's how we got that it's dialect. probably a rumor, but yes. Ah, it sounds but like the kind of thing that might It's be funny. True. You know, you, you hear uh, Spanish folks over there wh- who've learned English or, or have known English, and uh, and they speak with something that sounds like a lisp. Yeah. Barcelona. I, yeah, Barcelo- <laughs> Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, they speak English with a lisp. Right. Even yeah, though... Absolutely. That's why Vince right. Vaughn was doing that bit on uh, the internship. I noticed that when he was... At the beginning of the movie, he was fighting with his uh, fiance, and he kept saying, "You keep saying you're going to take me to Barcelona." And he <laughs> says, "No, it's Barcelona." Yeah. So now I get it now. So, all right, yeah. all right, all right. So what's up with Ibiza? What this, there's oh, a lot of rave just, type. Yeah, I, I mean, don't really do that. Rave. I did that the first couple of times. I mean, I've been there like six, seven times, I guess, um, in different summers. But um, I, I did that. It's really expensive to do that. For one thing, it's like really? eighty to hundred dollars just to get into these clubs. But what? there's like five thousand people in this club and there's like four or five different cl- clubs right, within wow. the club that Dr- you can drugs go and dance drugs to. included in the and entry. no and then drinks are like 18 or 20 dollars oh. a drink so it's like really expensive it's to a party. Big night out. Yeah. And it's like that there's a couple clubs that were fun but the other ones were really like bad djs and i'm into like a, the balearic kind of music where it's just happy fun sunny you know music that you hear on the beach that you know djs are eclectic Mixing different genres. Are you doing all this by yourself, or do you have a like a um, partner? Or I some went. Sort with, or? I went the first two years with with friends, and both years were a total disaster. So I said never again. Wha- <laughs> so why? What? What happened? It just you know I had I'm a planner, and so like I'm thinking, well, I'm going to this exotic island in the Mediterranean, so I'm going to see the island, and and there's like eighty some beaches on this very small island, and I'm like going to go exploring, and it's a the Phoenicians discovered Ibiza, so there's like thousand years of history on this island and it's they were you know too consumed with staying out all night and sleeping all day and then doing the same thing and I was like no I'm gonna stay out a couple nights and then the rest of the time I'm gonna go out in the daytime and I'm gonna go visit these different beaches and stuff and then in the process I've made friends and then met friends from there were friends with the friends from Amsterdam and Germany and England and Spain and Portugal. And so Certainly. now it's like a family. And we call ourselves the family affair. And there's a DJ that spins in this beach shack on uh, Salinas Beach. And it's called Satrincha. And uh, he's, uh, he's like the godfather of, of Balearic to us and, you know, and to 20,000 of his fans around the world or 50,000. I don't Wh- know how many What's this has. guy's name? Uh, John Satrincha. How would you spell that? I'm going to write that down. Um, it's John, as in J O H N. J O N. J O N. Uh huh. Yeah. And then S A. Yeah. T R I N X A. Oh. So there's that's the pronounced Satrincha. So X is spelled pronounced C H. Right. You ever been on one of those DJ kind of house party parties where they're on the boat and they're on our w- on their way to Ibiza or something like that? No. Those no, are so cool the, looking. The, I went a few years ago. The last time I went, I showed up on, uh, it was like Ju- first week in July, and it was like a full moon, and I got there that afternoon and checked into my, my um, apartment that I was staying at and went out to see a sunset. Um, my DJ friends were spinning at these clubs that are situated on like the northwest corner of the island where they can see the sunsets and stuff. 
and um, it's like really beautiful yeah. and it's you know great food and great ambiance and lots of people and stuff and there was a full moon party that they were having an after party rave in a cave next to the water <laughs> And so I went to and did that, and that was like the first ever. And they oh, actually man, that bring, sounds awesome. I'm we, ready to go now. We, <laughs> we walked down the side of this cliff on these steps that were cut out of the side of the cliff, and went into this area. And they had brought down the speakers and generators and the turntables and records. And they had like on the cave wall, you could there was an opening on this side, and it was like an inlet. And there was an opening on the other side, and you could see the full moon on that side, wow, nice. and the and out through the cave, and on the on the walls they had a projector, and it was just like, this is amazing. These people like really know how to have a good time at a party, you know. Yep. And it was like I had to be escorted out because I couldn't figure out how to navigate back up the steps along the side of the cliff with it dropped into the water. But you know, you're too loaded. Um, not not ecstasy. really. It was just like overwhelmed because I had traveled. I'd just gotten there that day, so I'd been ah, you know okay. traveling for like full moon. You twenty four hours. Must have been but really it was a full moon party, and it was so just like crazy. It. And it was they're random. They're like they give notice like an hour before the party, and then all of a sudden these people, everybody just like shows up like oh. randomly. They don't. Yeah. There's no notice given because so they the shut. Don't know. The cops don't know because they'll <laughs> shut them down, and, and they will shut the, the parties down. The man soon. comes. Yep. Right. You know, but I mean, it's amazing because they dragged down all the speakers, the generators <laughs> were going. So the family like, shows up, your <laughs> friends. <great. laughs> More to power. It was like so great. On, and they're like, you wheels. know, and they're playing like, you know, P-Funk or something, you know. It's like, what the hell's going on here? Well, you, you want to hear some great funk, we're going to listen to a bit of Naughty Professor in one second. Uh, great. Oh, yeah. We have something lined Excellent. up. First of all, I'm just going to have to tell you who's responsible for the show. And then we're going to come back and listen to a bit of Naughty Professor. So... You ready for that, John? Oh, you yeah. got something lined up for us? Okay. Cool. Uh, here we go then. Our show today is brought to us. Oh, you want to do that? Yeah, you want to? Okay. Sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, well, let's yeah. give it a second. So well, Andrew's going to get a guitar out so it can sound like the sponsor messages are more palatable. <laughs> it's quite funny when you hear it like this, actually. So tell us about Naughty Professor. We had you guys on the show, well, like a year or more ago. Yeah, it was a while and, ago. Yeah. And we were, we were amazed at, at, to discover this band about this is... This is a band that was a bunch of Loyola music students, basically, at the time, who have taken funk to a whole new level and reimagined it as, like, real music. I don't mean to, s- to disparage anyone who's come before you by any means, but, yeah. but what you've done with it is transformed into something really fascinating. Thank you so much. I appreciate so that. So w- what's the latest in the last 12 months since we saw you? We've, uh, we've got a brand-new album out that we just finished. It's called Out on a Limb. And uh, oh, I brought perfect. that. I brought that for you today. Okay. Um, and Could that. So it's it's been released locally, but not internationally. We've we've just been picked up by Ropeadope Records. So they want to do the whole world release thing in May. Well, so. I suppose we should congratulate you for that, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose. You don't get you many people like who it, say they got a record deal anymore. No shit, right? yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a fact. Yeah. <laughs> So congratulations! Once no, you get into Europe too. Oh yeah, that's they where love people from New from New Orleans. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, do you do a second line every day to work? I'm like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> I park like four blocks away and a second line to work every Debbie, day. Debbie, you should you know? hook these guys up. You should. I t- know. You should make sure you hear this. I know. First of all, we're going to do this little uh, sponsor it. messages, and then we're going to listen to the naughty professor. So, thank you so much today to these people who made Happy Hour possible. 
Today's show is brought to us by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a crazy schedule or you're out cleaning up body parts, the folks at Petite Pet Care will take care of your pet in his or her own home. Do you have a pet, Tommy, actually? I have two. I have you two have boxers. Two. Do you bring home like little bits of brain for them? And uh, I, bring, I bring treats. Special treats. Tre- special treats. <laughs> I knew it. For love and care when you're not there, go to PetitePetCare.com. Thank you, too, to Basics Swim and Gym. A full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style. The all-new basic swimming gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. And thank you too to the folks at Hangover Destroyer. The only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. You could do with this, Debbie, by the way. Go to the Hangover Destroyer website. It's called hdestroyer.com. And if you write the words happy hour in the coupon code, you'll get 30% off Hangover Destroyer. And you too can seize the dawn. And uh, that's about it, actually. Thanks, too, to UnlistedNola.com, the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. If you know what you're looking for, you can find your perfect match before it comes on the market. It's the match.com of real estate. It's called UnlistedNola.com. Thank you very much to all those people and to Andrew Duhon for providing hey. you. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Excellent. That is good. Okay, so Naughty Professor's new album is called Out on a Limb, which I think is very appropriate given that Tommy Boudreaux is here from Clean Scene. I was going to say, if you got an internship you know, a year ago, <laughs> you'd have some great pictures for the oh. album artwork. But yeah, oh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> we were having trouble finding it at the beginning, so it would have been helpful. Tommy had it. Well, you've still got the whole international release. Yeah, you've got the international release to go. Plus, most people aren't buying CDs anymore, right? They're downloading or something. You can change the artwork. Yeah, we we could. We're pretty happy with the current. You should check out the current one. It's it's a very beautiful do we have album it? cover. Do but we uh, albums yeah. are coming back. Vinyls definitely coming. Yeah, vinyls. Back. In. Okay, so Andrew, describe vinyl that. What do we do? Oh, cool. oh, so that is, like oh, that is hideous. Look at it. It's <laughs> awful. That's a bird. It's been is murdered. First uh, I mean, blood um, splatter on. Uh, <laughs> hand done art. Would you say? It, yeah. Is it? Yeah. It, it, well, it's, it's it was all drawn at one point, I think, and mm-hmm. then and then kind of rendered into a computer. Cool. So we've got some, so we've got a dancing like elephant, wide. we've got some bison, we've got some trees. It's like, uh, it's a soft illustration with some wildlife and a cabin. It's just a nice little scene that you're not expected to understand, but only immerse yourself into <laughs> the Naughty Professor album out on the limb. What is the explanation of the, of the is it a crow at the front? Was bleeding Yeah, I don't know. Is, is, there, is there some meaning, or well, are you just kind of going for some art? It, uh, so the bird is... Uh, kind of sitting on the limb or approaching the limb and we're kind of just kind of getting the symbolism of out on a limb but also it was because he drew this bird and it looked awesome and we wanted to put it on the front of the album I'm tripping so. on the elephant yeah yeah he's also on a limb <laughs> there's this amazing <laughs> elephant standing on on one foot uh, on one of the branches and I'm just that's one that's one strong tree I tell you that mm. yeah very happy. Why aren't you looking at I the bird with the blood it. pouring out of its mouth, Tommy? Isn't it? Yeah, interesting thing about that juice coming out of the oh, bird's juice. mouth. Oh, juice. It's not yeah, blood. It's it actually it's isn't blood. It, there used to be a big prune in its mouth. Um, okay. But we that ended up, because we have a tune on here called Prune Juice. So that was kind of the original permutation of why we had okay. the bird. But Looks we like took the, the prune they got out. away. Yeah, <laughs> I see the I spatter. I wish I'd been in the room for that conversation. Yeah. Oh, man. No, you don't. I, I think we should. <laughs> How long did it take you to decide to take the prune out? Were there two camps in the band about take the prune out uh, and keep the prune you know, but in? I think actually the prune was one of the more mild conversations. So there's about, been a lot of yeah. differences well, of opinion. Well, you know, when there's six people in the band. We all have one vote, and we're all, we're all pretty equal 
voting wise in the band so everyone has an equal part of creative input okay. so there's just six very different minds trying to make one album it's like oh i don't i like it with the prune i don't like it with the prune well that's i wish what, the prune were more pink isn't ah, that no, what I makes like a great band i don't know about album cover but isn't that what makes a great band that everybody comes with with a strong opinion and talent i think that has end up, ends up putting it all toward one vision i think that is something that makes naughty unique is that all of us write and we don't necessarily even write whole songs. We write together. So someone will bring in an idea, and maybe there will be a melody. Maybe there won't be. There Maybe there will just be a groove that, that the rhythm section worked out. But basically, it comes in as a seed, kind of. Right. And all of us kind of put our own spin on it. And we're all, we're all kind of have different backgrounds. We all did jazz, but we all have different influences. Like, I was, I was really influenced by big band. And I love playing lead trumpet and just like leading the section like that. And the guitar player, Bill, which you met last time, he loves like Frank Zappa and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff. So just because we're all so different and we have to eventually make a song that sounds like it's not going in a million places, we get this unique blend and something you can't you quite yourself, put your finger on. Do you find yourself pressed to for a deadline when, when collaborating with your, your other bandmates? We, not as much of a deadline. Sometimes we'll put deadlines for ourselves and be like well we want this song to be ready to play at this particular show but we're pretty slow with the whole writing process and we try it out at live shows before recording it for a long time so often when a song is recorded it's gone through a lot of different versions and a lot of changes and and we can be playing it faster or slower so it's kind of funny because we'll have videos that we'll make maybe when the song is pretty new and we'll put it out and and have like a live show recording or something and then we'll have the album maybe four to six months later or something with one of those songs on it and it's way different like way slower the, the inflection of all the horns is different we just we we try to change it up as much as possible because we're playing it all so the time so you can temper temper the crowd depending on, yeah. on who you're performing for that's, exactly that's awesome yeah i think i think what okay. you said uh what, what you said about the the six people writing the thing being unique is is definitely true in in my experience right like so the the element of, of of having like a a head you know a, a uh, the band leader so to speak and especially in the writing sense somebody kind of leading the way on the creative side and having other people affect it but to have six people all have a symbiotic creation thing seems hard so how do you how do you um how do you shoot an idea down that somebody else has, you know? Uh, I think we all have a similar gauge as to what is musical and what is maybe not as musical. Um, we like to get weird. We like to keep our minds open. But usually if something gets nixed, it's because it's incongruent with the rest of the song or it seems too abrupt or... Maybe we are going for abrupt there, you know? Maybe we'll keep it, maybe we won't. Mm -hmm. So usually it's it's a matter of playing at a live show, seeing what the reaction is, seeing how we feel with it, and mm -hmm. see if we come up with an organic way to combine all of these sections eventually. And if we don't, we'll just, you yeah. know, figure it out from there. It remains in the unfinished purgatory. Yeah, call, exactly. He calls me up and I go clean it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, Get John, it back on what are track. We gonna, what are we listening to today? Uh, so the first song we're going to hear is called Brainstorm. That's our single that, is, that right. is out there. Yeah, wow. There's so much relevance here. It's oh, crazy. Awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. This is awesome. <laughs> I mean, this is a wonderful treat. I'm, I'm just like, yeah, right on. <laughs> Brainstorm. 
Debbie, I have a question for you right away. quick. How many beats a minute was that? Um, <laughs> 110. 110, so that doesn't qualify as house. No. What, what is that? I thought it did. It was 100, I thought it was like 120. 120. It's a specific. It's going to be faster than that. House John, weren't you paying attention? That's what she's not all, so but <laughs> that's, uh, that's the cutoff. Uh, so house can go pretty down. Pretty close. So 110 is what? Just rock? No. Rock it's is Shack not. music. It's it's between house and like hip hop or slow music. But it doesn't have its own name. I can get my cardio in with that song though, huh? You could definitely. Yeah. That's why I said 110 because it's close it's to maybe 115. I, you know, I think it might be right about 120. <laughs> you think? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I wasn't count. I wasn't counting. I was enjoying the the horns. It's a great song. It's yeah, no, I'm, that a big, was I'm a big well, horn fan. No, without, without the E though, you know, it's system. tough to yeah. really feel it out. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the last thing on my brain because, was that awesome song. But I you're not dancing, right? So you're sitting still. So your body's at rest. So your heart rate is not 120, hopefully, while you're sitting still. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, dancing's dancing. You know, as long as you're moving around for a couple right. hours, it's was a, a five minute and 28 second song. So you can get at least get five <laughs> minutes of that cardio <laughs> in. Exactly. You know? Exactly. There's a lot of trumpet in that song as well. Is that why I you know. picked it? Because it featured the trumpet? Uh, it's not why, but and if we had played it longer, we would have heard two sax solos and a and drum solo. So yes. that it's not just a uh, trumpet feature. Is that oh, what okay. you, you play the trumpet? I that was yeah. you? Okay. That was me, yeah. Okay. Who cool. inspired you to, uh, to play trumpet, I like by the way? I, I used to play music. I, I, I was a drum major from a high school. And I, I drum major. Stopped it there, but, you know, I, I played that? alto saxophone. That's not saxophone. a musician. Drum major's not a musician. No, is no, is no well, the actually, with yeah, the I played alto saxophone. Yeah, well, that's just. Aren't when you walking in front the of the thing with a. Yeah, that's parade season. Yeah, and during parade season. What is that thing called in your hand? The baton. Baton, that giant, yeah. the big one, that the guy on the, the front. big, yeah, See, the big. You one. are the drum major. <laughs> what school are we talking about? Now, I went to public school. Uh, Here O'Perry Walker, yeah. O'Perry, O'Perry Walker. You are the drum major, at O'Perry Walker. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. That's an interesting you know, gig. So you're gonna have for a lot of motograph parades. <laughs> I've uh, clocked in a lot of miles. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much marching what, in every uh, parade. Well, I have a lot of questions now about this. What attracted you to drum major? Uh, when I was a little bitty kid, I saw the O'Perry Walker marching band in a, in a Mardi Gras parade. I can't remember what parade it was, but it was just fascinating to hear the sound of the horns and that percussion. And you, all of a sudden you see this guy with this tall hat on, you know, strutting his stuff. And he's got uh, 200 people behind him with instruments and they're just playing to the crowd. And that just really grabbed me right away. What did? Uh, the, the sound of the, of the music, yeah, that, but that, that beat, and, and just seeing, just being impressed, seeing this guy just strutting, you know, just dancing. So that's what up. you want. You wanted to be. No, it, well, it was it was a goal for me. But does know? the guy, does the drum major have any, like, is he a conductor? He's the he's the conductor. He's yes. the leader of the band. He's. Were the you one. guys in bands? Andrew, were you in the ba- school band? Well, back in the John, back in the Roman times, they would be, they would be leading <laughs> back the troops in the Roman times. They'd be leading, you know, the that was when I was in school. Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that's the original Bacchus parade. Yeah, that's, the, that's the original. They, they did, did they have parades back then in the uh, Romans? Yeah. Well, I guess they had the lions versus had the Christians. Parades. <laughs> it was a halftime <laughs> for the gladiators. The chariots. Yeah. 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 The chariots rode around. Yeah, they had the, well, that's a very interesting thing to be attracted to because that's real. That's like a showman type. Well, and it was just that echo. It's just like I, I, I like riding Harleys. Uh, I, used, I used to own a Harley, actually, and, and it's just that so- sound of the, of the exhaust, you know, that... that that potato potato sound coming through the French Quarter. I'm not this is exactly really cool. sure what the connection is between riding a house. You know, you know that everybody. <laughs> I guess it, I, I, I'm in the sound. I, you know, I don't like that sound. Are you aware? Are you aware that sound. everybody else fucking hates that? Do you know that? <laughs> that hates it. Fucking hates that guy. Riding through the quarter. Just making, rattling sh- the making wind sure is. that they know. You yeah. know. Uh, you know. That, that, that I get it, like throaty V8 thing, you know, and it, like it sounds good to me too sometimes at a certain level. But then when you're outside and that guy at the bar and like everybody's hanging out on the patio and then the guy like gets on his bike and like revs it up just so everybody can hear it. Get the you know, <laughs> he, fuck. Yeah, you know, try, trying to compromise. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, you know, compensate. Yeah, yeah. damn. I'm not one. Of, I'm not one of those guys. Right, of but, course, uh, you know. Yeah, but, but you got rid of the Harley by the sound got of it. Rid of, right? Got rid of the Harley. Why is that? Because I didn't want to be roadkill. Ah, uh, so you mm. think it's going to happen eventually if you well, have Harley? Well, yeah, I wanted to reduce my risk. Right, yeah. and I'll, I still love bikes so to this day. So if you I got if you got killed in a bike accident, who would clean you up? 
that would be one of my sister companies. Yeah. Who would that? Uh, oh, we don't. My, well, it there's other guys. Depends doing on this. the circumstances. You wouldn't want to keep the business in house and well, maybe have yeah, some coworkers. Well, you depend, have a card on you. It would be depend on the circumstance. You know, if I'm if I'm fleeing from a from a situation, I, you know, I might, yeah, I might want to have my sister company what scene come clean it up so that way I can get rid of the <laughs> the, the evidence. What scene is the name of the competition, or is that your sister company means sister you company. own that as yeah, well? Yeah, that's for my for my for my cash only business. Oh, yeah. oh it sounds like a porno situation. <laughs> yeah. Wet scene, yeah, cash that's, only. That's right. Is that what he said? Wet scene? Did you say what scene? What scene? I'm sure there's some oh. wet scenes too. Wet but scene. <laughs> now you heard wet scene, which was much more my interesting. Not bad. Sorry. What's <laughs> <laughs> the last porno movie you saw, Debbie? Golly, it's been a really long time. October twelfth, eighteen. I mean, nineteen eighty-nine. Um, Pizza Boy, I think, was probably. Pizza Boy yeah, was your last. That was it? back in the like back in the eighties. Did you get all the way through it? Um, Did they get married <laughs> in the end? Does anybody no. get Pizza Boy? Through it was one of those with. It was one of those with. I like never made it to the end. It was one of those ones with like everything in it. You know, it was like it wasn't just. And everything you know, pizza. Gay or straight or anything. Yeah. It was just like everything. Okay. But no matter it. what it time you everything. stop, it was always on time. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> pizza Boy. You know what? I mean, pizza this sounds boy like a stupid question, but are they still making porno movies? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Of course. Still, really? I mean, it's a giant industry. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, the is it, it's still a giant of all the media. I actually well, considered getting into porn before porn I got industry. into the crime scene business. Okay, hang on a second. You considered getting into the porn industry. In what, in what aspect? One time when I was much younger and I was still single, I said, you know what? If I didn't have any family that I had to really worry about, I said, I might consider getting into the business. As what? As an actor? As, why not? At least to start, and then I could learn the business and then, and then get into the... Uh, uh, so you yeah. like the idea of, of fucking people well, you gotta, on camera and everyone in the world can watch it? Well, I, it for was money. a thought. It was for a, money. for money. It, it, it was a I'm thought. Sorry. I mean... Well, I guess it's the it's same thing that once you make the yeah. once you make you want to be the you know drum major for Perry Walker. Exactly. It's the I same thing. I could do that. We can, we can make a porno scene out of me, you know, walking. Yeah, you could be walking the home. drum major. Creative. Yeah, use yeah of but you need baton. a giant baton to be the drum major. <laughs> right. 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 You know, that got to have the right equipment. Hey, we should be writing right. this down. We might could make some <laughs> this money. Could be a like good a, story. Could be like a New Orleans-based uh, hmm. porno flick or something. So, yeah. I, so, really so the porno business, John, you know something about this. It's still rolling on as big as ever. I thought maybe we'd made all the porno movies and people just download. I mean, there's so much out. Listen to this, the soundtrack by Naughty Professor. I mean, <laughs> that works. It's, You're right. It's that yeah. works. You know what? I mean, we've got some songs. We've got we an in-house production yeah. for porn right We're here. Ready to yeah. go. We got the music. No, no, we got the cleanup. We got everything. I got, we need. Some, I got some. I got some PA experience. I could be the boom. I can't you know, even can imagine I'm what boom, that's about. Yeah. But I have an idea. And you'd be prepared to be the star, Tommy, and Absolutely. fuck people. No I'll, worries. I'll, I'll, I'll Okay. Multiple roles. Okay. What about we need we need women for you to screw those. Absolutely. Well. Do you have we need, those? We got to get a fluffer. Do you have a fluffer? I, 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 do you have women? I, have a, I don't have any experience in it, but I you know I just know from you know. But do you have women? I, who I would, read. Do you have women who would have sex with you on camera? For I, money. I don't know. For money. I don't know. How much? I do really don't know. That's a good question. We, we need that. Point. That's obviously we need. But remember, that, that was a thought a long time ago. But if we're going to carry it forward, well, Debbie let's, wants to let's do, Debbie take it through. Have anything else to Maybe do? We need all a Kickstarter. <laughs> Kickstarter for a porno movie. It's Kickstarter. We could do a GoFundMe. GoFundMe. That's easier to get on the bus. Then we could get some money that way. Okay. How much would we need, Debbie? I don't know. 20 grand. Let's go high, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to produce this thing? Yeah, I'll produce. You don't have much else to do, right? Because I so know a fluffer, so I can, you get know you, I can get you lined up with that. You'll have to find your own women, but... 
Well, you're producing There's it. You have star, to find the women, don't you? <laughs> nah. What they, about the people from the Audubon Hotel or from <laughs> the family? Golly, those people, I don't know how many people still alive from them those what about, days. What about the family? The, you know, I actually the cleaned up a suicide at the Audubon. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Nice. Doubt okay. What, how did they kill himself in the Audubon? He, it is, obviously I didn't see the person. And sure. This was a, quite a few years, you know, back, but he was... At the in the bed, yeah, and it's a, just a single room. There's nothing elaborate about it, right? And he was against the the, the, the headboard, and that's how we found his remains. Hmm. And uh, it, would, did he had he paid the bill ahead of time? That's a good question. Oh, you know, the bill why was, would you the pay? bill was like per day. It was like ten dollars a day. It was a yeah. flop house basically. Yeah. How many people killed themselves there? I don't, I don't know. What do you, uh, do, Nobody, but there was lots of. Well, there's this one guy. There was lots know. of pimps and people, uh, so well, we hotels, could probably we could probably book a movie. Really, well, I'm yeah, sure. the people uh, I know. You got it all spot. But but did he did he blow his brains out or OD or what are we talking about? Yeah, I, it, the, based on the mess, and I, I I do have a little bit of a recall, but based on the on the the, the mess or the damage, it, it was wasn't as intense as you would think, being that it was a handgun. Mm. So it, okay. I would either say it was a was small caliber gun, or they were actually remodeling. Yeah, they were remodeling it. Yeah, and, I, and they I were trying to reopen there. it. I left like in '98, I think. It was after that. Yeah. I can promise. And, it, and I'm it, not just saying that. It, it only was, lasted like another year or right. something or so, so, and then it closed. So you rock mostly goo gone, or what do you what do you, uh, what, do you <laughs> what are you bringing up in there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, we don't use any uh, fluorescent lighting. It's just, yeah. you know, just we deal with the matter at hand. But uh, no, another good one. The matter, the matter at hand. At hand. Yeah, it works great for out on a limb too. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a lot of good stuff today. Mm-hmm. So what do you use? Uh, well, now that we're into a more green environment, we use huh? uh, we use organic based uh, products. So huh. we're trying to stay eco friendly. Can yeah. we do? Is there, I mean, is there product placement in porn? movies absolutely there is so we could get some of the stuff in there we can get some like <laughs> advertisement stuff for cleaning up messes clean, clean scene and right? cleaning up messes yeah, yeah. you could call yeah. it the clean scene the, company yeah, the, 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 that's right the, the yeah. same company could produce exactly yeah. we've already got it set up right we've got the company set up so we're good clean to go. so you could every, clean up after the show every clean after scene the, you know after you know, the movie's finished kit, you know you, we develop a clean scene kit and just provide it for every Oh, I like Every it. Production. Hey, listen, we're, we're running out of time here, so before we get much further, Andrew, I have to ask you to play something. So you've got I a guitar can, on your unless, unless, unless we want to keep talking about this, because it's really interesting to me. Okay. <laughs> well, do you want to do a short song? Do like a universal chorus or something. Like that. <sighs> It'd be a shame not to have you play something, right, wouldn't it, you guys? Let's rock out. One or the other. We'll just play a song. Though. And then we'll come back. What are we talking about when we come back? What aspect are you interested in exactly? The porno movie or the clean scene bit? Yeah, I was just thinking, well, both, yeah. I think the idea of product placement, I mean, think okay. about those gotta have a blend. paper towel commercials yeah. that you see where they're just wiping up this blue liquid. You don't know what that blue thing That's is. That's true. No. Yeah. It could be anything, right, right, right. you know? You don't know. Uh, you know. How's it tied to the porno aspect of it? Well, it could because it could be anything, Brant. It could be anything. This is the worst segue I've ever uh, done for a song. Yeah, I can't even imagine what song would follow that, but not this one. I'm gonna do the intro twice to kind of like let it die. Okay. Get a punch, Cabrano, and then shit. <laughs> There's a foolish boy inside me 
child in a church that I just wish would settle down I know this love that wears you out But your tears don't fall on barren ground On the day you get flowers from me You will know that I planted the seeds I believe Love don't come along easy. I shared a couch in California with a cat of hula hound that made me miss you. But not enough to turn around I know this love, it wears you out Your tears don't fall on barren ground On the day you get flowers from me You will know that I planted the seeds I believe Real love don't come along easy Pretty boys will buy you a rosy On their way to your front doorstep on the day you get flowers from me You will know that I planted the seeds Oh, I believe real love, real love Don't come along easy If you ever get flowers from me Thanks, y'all. Now that was that's beautiful. Very pretty. That was really good. Now that's something new. Just so in keeping with the tone of the show. Yeah, it was a little bit of a tone <laughs> shift, but we could do with that. That was a Sorry. beautiful song. It's about real love. No, I, yeah, yeah. I actually appreciate it, you know, because this is really the first time that I've been able to joke a little bit about what I do. Sure. But, you know, what I do is pretty serious. Yeah, you know, of and course. It's, and, it's, and it is at the expense of the loss of somebody's life mm -hmm. or, or, or an injury. So it, that song just straight up it, it it allows me to come back home you know because right on when, when i go home i'm not running straight home to say guess what i did today and, and talk about somebody's you know matter but you know i'll i'll listen to a tune like yours yeah. any day and, yeah because and, because and, you were there next to that couch but your heart was there too correct and, and you, Absolutely. you were you were you were uh, invested in that situation that you know i didn't i didn't ask you more 120 percent <laughs> truly you know yeah. so it's uh so I really appreciate hearing that tune. Mm. 
Nice. Hey, so Andrew, in case anyone's listening to this um, in a timely fashion, when are you playing at Jazz Fest? Uh, second Saturday. Which When's Naughty Professor playing? We're playing last Sunday. So last Sunday. Okay. So you got That's time to catch going. this thing. This is awesome. Both okay. Shows. Let's do it. All right. Okay, let's just, let's just run over the dates of those. So you're playing on Saturday, Andrew? May which 2nd. Is May 2nd, 2015. Let's just that's right. get that straight. What time? And, and we're May 12th, 1225. Okay. 1225 on May 2nd, 2015. Mm-hmm. And John from Naughty Professor is on at? We're at 210 on May 3rd. Excellent. Check what stage. Okay. What stage? Great spot. Lanyap. Lanyap stage for Naughty Professor. And I've got a proposition for you listening folks back home. I've got a little event that I uh, may or may not have uh, conjured in my own head that I've done for three years, just a little backyard party, but I thought, how about a festival for the morning people before they get out to the fest, you know? Mm. I do a little thing I like to call breakfast. Breakfast. Which uh, was going to involve myself and Alexis Marceau, and we're going to play some mellow AM vibes from 11 AM to one. And then everybody's going to ship off to the fest. Where, you know, where's that at? That's at the Godet Brothers Salon Backyard, which is a really great salon in the Bywater. Godet, G-A-U-D-E-T. Nailed if you're Googling Godet Brothers. that. Yep. Okay, uh-huh. Godet Brothers Salon. Yeah. So if you need That's a haircut, a good you can gig. do that too. Good little pre-party. Man, you know, it's like, you know I'm sure like you guys it. have a ton of shows. In fact, I heard one tonight at the Howlin' Wolf for you guys. Yeah, it's Yeah, right. so, you know, it's New Orleans musicians, musicians can't play too much during Jazz Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, this is this is one that I am looking forward to because it's my nice. brainchild and because it's this nice, sunny, backyard morning thing. And I'm we're not brave enough yet to do, like, a 9 a.m. or a 10 a.m., but really... What I'd like to cultivate here is this thing where morning people can come out to this event that starts a festival day off. Well, most musicians don't like to play first thing in the morning, I always thought. This is absolutely true, but some people play mellower music than the, dare I say, house party folks do who play at 3 a.m. So so you like to get up in the morning and just pick up a guitar and start? You don't need to warm up or drink or... Well, it depends on what happened last night, yeah, but, okay. it, you know, it depends. But, but if you've uh, got a show starting at 9 o'clock in the morning like that or 10 o'clock, you... I, I just appreciate the mornings when I can wake up at a reasonable hour and have a cup of coffee or whatever it is and see the sun at a low setting <laughs> and know that, like, there's so much more for it to go on this day and, like, you, are, you already feel vibrant and things. And that must be great because if you're used to going to bed so late after working all night playing, yeah, yeah. that must be nice to have that experience, which yeah. most of us have that all the time. We're like, oh, I, God, I damn can relate. Yeah. I can relate because the, the other morning, as a matter of fact, uh, mm. I, I woke up, I'm looking out of my kitchen window making my first cup of coffee, and I planted some Confederate jasmine two years ago in my backyard and I just happened to look at the right time and there was two hummingbirds just nice hey it's know. like your song but if you ever get flowers for me sure sort of yeah. <laughs> you give women flowers nice tie no, I, I love flowers there's <laughs> a language in flowers do you give time. flowers to women on absolutely a, do you sure. John special special yeah, I haven't in a while but my girlfriend lives in Germany so maybe I'll have um, to call and send some flowers send her some tulips grow them dude What's grow she growing? Wow. What's she doing over there in Germany? Well, she's an opera singer, so she's nice. over there. She's wow. pairing right oh. now, just kind of get to get over there, and she's getting she's she's working with uh, a family of three. Uh, so there's a composer is the husband, and an opera singer is the wife, wow. and they've got a two-year-old kid. So she's just over there doing that, and she's singing opera and, and trying to get in the scene over there and everything. Cool. But did you meet her at Loyola? Or? Or? I did. Yeah, she was in the opera program at Loyola. Cool. Shipped where? off to Germany. Where in Germany? 
Uh, she's in Darmstead right now. Okay. Right. Is that how you pronounce that? I think so. Well, you ought to know. She's I mean, your girlfriend. Don't you talk yeah, to no, her? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> Didn't she say, uh, hey, well, I'm she, in Darmstead? She used to be in Cologne, but she just moved recently. So I think it's I think it's Darmstead. So. Why would she choose to go to Germany to break into opera? Is that sort of easier well, or is it a good company? Certainly. There's uh, there's a scene over there and it's subsidized by the government. So mm. there's there's opera companies galore over there and people go see it and they appreciate Support it. Support it and, yeah. and they, they make a living. Yeah. Absolutely, oh, that's and interesting. Oh. you can you can actually you can actually do it over there. So, so how are you working out the long distance relationship aspect? You know, just just calls. Yeah. Are you are you going? <laughs> 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 are you going over there? Hopefully, I'll have to raise enough money. We'll see. You know, well, we could, once we get the porno flick going, right? No, <laughs> you'll be rolling it. I'm not sure how much we're going to get paid for Let's this. No talk. one seems yeah. to know how much. Oh, we're there's going to cover our costs, and we, 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 well, what's we can make it. I think there's some places in Central America where there's a government subsidy for pornos. I'm not sure which country it is, but I think we can find it. <laughs> we could Google that, right? Yeah. Which country subsidizes porno movies in Central America? Graham's giving me the eye here. I think we have to. Graham's already got a handbag in her hand here. Okay, <laughs> guys. That's the end of Happy Hour for today. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us. Thank you for this having me. This has been great. My special guests today have been Debbie Davis, the real Debbie Davis, the original <laughs> Debbie Davis. Thank you. Tommy Boudreau from Clean Scene. What an Thank educational you. day it's been here for Appreciate us. Appreciate it. It was a sure. pleasure. And John Colbreth from Naughty Professor, the trumpet player. The new album is called Out on a Limb. It's available wherever good music is streamed or stolen. What time do you guys kick off tonight? Tonight we're kicking off at 10 o'clock. Cool. No, that's very reasonable. So we won't be up too early tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Well, that's because there's no breakfast tomorrow morning. No breakfast. Otherwise, breakfast is Saturday. Saturday. No, Sunday. Sunday. May 3rd. It's I'm going to get braver, but for Sunday, now it's just May 3rd. Sunday, May 3rd, and then you can go to Jazz Fest and see the right. professor it's on the same day. That's going to be a great day out perfect of Jazz day. Fest. It's the second Sunday in 2015, which is May the 3rd. Okay. All that information is on our website. It's neworleans.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our show is produced by Graham DePonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director. The theme music that you're currently listening to is written by and is being played by Mitch Foreman. And the fabulous audio quality of the show is brought to us in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit around a table for about 60 minutes and have a couple of cocktails at Wayfair, drop us a line. Our address is on our website where you can also check out many other happy hours to listen to, as well as other shows we make here at neworms.com. Out to lunch with Peter Rusciutti live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pagek. True to the game with the fabulous Chris True. Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who made New Orleans. Ray Canada, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker. Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu. And the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. Unlisted Noel. You can keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and we're on a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it we're called It's New Orleans. The head of our photographic department is called Alison Moon. And you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. Those photos are taken today by Catherine King. If you listen to this show on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app, thank you so much for subscribing to us. Take one minute to stop everything and rate and review us. That helps other people find us. And thank you for that. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair. We're on Ferret Street, where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass for three hours every day. They have happy hour here between four and seven. Come and check it out for yourself. Or you can join us back here next week. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Thank you to all of the people at I Know Broadcasting back in our office and all the people around here around the table at Wayfair. We'll see you back here next week. I'm Grant Morris for Andrew Duhon as well. See you next time on Happy Hour. Thank you.